opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boy's locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you pay for it, which is nothing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Effed Up Farming. I'm your host, Royce O'Neill, and across from me in the crow's nest tonight is Tyler Martin. Hey, everybody. How are we doing this evening? So, Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well. Been doing a while well. since we've been up here. I know. It's been almost a month. We've had, it, some, had some backlog footage. Yeah. Took ourselves a nice break. It's been nice. you have a good Christmas? Had a real good Christmas. How about yourself? I had an awesome Christmas. That's good. Awesome Christmas. What'd you do? Um, I would love to tell you, but I would really like to do sponsors. <laughs> So that I can have a drink of that tasty looking bourbon we got. All there. right, all right. Let's if it's do, all the same to you, let's do sponsors first. Uh, I'll I mean, lead I don't off. want to sound like a drunk or anything, but yeah. well, I mean, your your colors are showing. I've already so, started. So our first sponsor coming to you tonight, we've got uh, Livestock Podcast, brought to you from Curtis Reed. We can't can't make too much fun of him anymore. He finally made good. He mentioned us on his podcast. You know, I felt like he took some jabs at us, though, so we could probably still talk a little shit if we Well, I mean, to. we've we've thrown several his way. I felt like it was just a little tit for tat on that deal. Hey, um, something you might not know is that new episodes of Cobra Kai came out today, and if there's anything I've learned from that show, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of the fist. So that watch is- your back, Canada. We're still coming for you. The person, not the country. Yeah. Let's not start a <laughs> war. But yeah, livestock podcast. Yeah. Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Very educational. Learn something. You want you want to tell them about Mo Enterprises? I will tell them about Mo Enterprises. Or Mao? Mao. Mo Worldwide. Mo <laughs> Enterprises, the parent company of the Effed Up Farming Podcast, as well as Mo Cattle Company. Bringing you quality Simangus genetics in just a couple years. Just quicker, blink right. of an eye. Blink, right now, the way time's been going, blink of an eye. That's right. That's right. We do have some Simangus on the ground, though. We have a Simangus on the ground. But some. I would say one is some. We've got some Simangus and some Angus. Hit us up. Let so, us know what you're looking for. <laughs> anyway, getting all that out of the way, let's roll into our views review before Tyler just uh, passes out from sheer anticipation more of a coma situation i think because we've got uh we're bringing to you elijah craig single barrel 18 year old whiskey tonight love a bourbon that's old enough to vote yep i think Uh, apparently elijah craig was the father of bourbon i didn't know that this is a this barrel number five six five five and 45 percent alcohol so 90 proof Let's start so out in our green Not real stout. No, shouldn't be too bad. Figured we would do something for kind of special for our last podcast of the year. And it's the last podcast that we'll be drinking in because, you know, for, we're going on the wagon. Yep. Jumping on that wagon and staying on. So look for new different footage after this. Um, things are going to change. We're going to have to change things up. We'll still be drinking, just not booze. Ooh, that's a very caramely smell to it. I'm getting a lot of booze off of it. It's for 45%. 
It's a uh, pretty boozy, isn't it? It's got a beautiful color to it. Got nice legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of get some uh, get some citrus out of that too. I'm citrus, still sticking and I'm kind of getting that caramel. All that you were I'm talking getting about. is the caramel off of it. I'm not really getting any fruit. Full disclosure, I've I've had kind of a head cold situation, so I might not be on top of my game. On yeah, that, on that nose situation. But yeah, I'll uh, definitely caramel. It is smooth. It's smooth. It's got some burn right at your tongue, though. Mm-hmm, right on the front of it. Really, it's it drinks like a higher percent alcohol than what it is almost. Get that kind of caramel flavor right there on the tip of your tongue before it goes numb. I'm not getting as much oak as I expected to get from an 18-year. It's really pretty tame on that front. I'm going to go ahead and put it over some ice. It's good. It's very warm. It's got a little bit of sweet. I taste some citrus. Um, maybe maybe there I just, I'm getting the citrus after I put it on ice. I'm getting a little citrus. Maybe I just kind of built this up in my head. A kind of a letdown. It is for what it costs. That's a... Uh, like, it's good. There's definitely nothing wrong. I mean, I tell you right now, this is going to score... For sure, over a five. I would think so. Um, it's definitely upper end, but it's... I don't even know if I would call that the best whiskey we've done on here. It's not. It's definitely the most expensive whiskey we've done on here. And I am... Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and say what that was, but that is a three-finger or three-figure bottle of whiskey. I'm not surprised. So, like I said, doing something special for the last episode of the podcast. Of the New year. Year's Eve. Go ahead. I send and put water on mine, so. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. It's good. Um, you get some citrus. You get no oak. With a little I, soda water, that is actually very good. It's got a decent texture to it, drinking it just Oh, it's neat. a very good mouthfeel. You know, it's it's kind of got that oily, but it's not like. Mm-hmm. Not thick or syrupy. Not like cloying, mm-hmm. you know. And not overly sweet, but it does have sweet notes to it. So uh, I like it. Really cuts the the phlegm in my throat. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You want to go first on scoring, or you want me to? I'm going six and a half. I'm right there with you, bud. And I sound disappointed in that, and I think I am. Just well, it's because a it's a bottle of booze that it's supposed to be able to vote if it was so inclined. I'm starting to question the decisions that it would make. Uh, you know, like any 18 year old. Or 22-year-old sitting behind you, you just have to question its life decisions you really sometimes. Have to. You really have to. Speaking of which, we do have a guest in the We have We in have the, two in-studio in in yeah. guests. Y'all want to say hi? Hey, what's popping, baby? So we got, we've got my aunt and my cousin up here trying to figure out what this podcasting business is all about. Because apparently, like y'all, they've got nothing to do with their time. Nothing. On New Year's Eve. <laughs> It's kind of lame, really, if you think about it. 22-year-old hanging out watching two has-beens on a podcast. Just guzzle bourbon on New Year's Eve. Just guzzling my So, But, uh, yeah. So, no, six and a half. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. It's a letdown, especially, like I said, for the price of that bottle. So, while we're doing the booze review, let's get into what we're getting into next month. A little bit here. Talking about dry January? Dry January. Yeah. Because I'm going to try to turn this out tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to try it real hard and turn this out tomorrow. Okay. Which would be January 1st, which means that some of y'all listen to it either like the first 
first through the third, there's still time to jump on board. Dry January, no booze. 31 to 27 days, I guess, whenever you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Sue looks worried behind you. She, she looks very worried. I don't think she's getting on board. I mean, it's the, not uh, mandatory. The dry it's, January it's just a train. suggestion. No. Got to give something up every so often to make sure that you don't need it. You want it. <laughs> just check your level of addiction, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue to do the booze reviews, but we're gonna try the non-alcoholic versions. Yes. I'm not gonna give away too much, but we've got some stuff bought. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be good. I, I'm excited to try some of it. No doubt. So I'm hoping we're going to have a podcast soon because I might break into those bottles earlier because I might just get the itch, you know, got to, got to have something to tide me over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking you need it. You don't. Need it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely made myself sound that way just there, didn't I? And you really did. You really so. did. Um, so this episode is actually going to be, it's a kind of a short episode, but it's kind of a full yeah. length episode. So what we're doing is we're going to do the booze review, which we've done. We're going to kill the day. And then uh, we're going to plug in some cutout footage. Footage? Audio. 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 Whatever the right word there is. Of our interview with Chris Terry. Yes. He had so. he had some really good uh, like hunting stories and just kind of bullshit general For stuff. anybody that thought that podcast was too long, we had over three hours of recording with that uh, with that podcast. So... Thank you to our editor-in-chief across the way from me for cutting that down. You're welcome. But that's what we're going to do. We just wanted to get that footage out because it's or that audio out because it's good. It's entertaining. And then uh, we're just going to try to plug in here. It's New Year's Eve. It's the last night we can drink for a month. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we've got that out of the way. Tyler, you want to lead us off with your killing the day? I do. And my song is a themed song. It is by Charlie Robinson who, from what I can tell, has only since been married to a Dixie chick. Some people would call that a pretty big sin. I don't really care. but Cool cool guy outside of that fact, I guess. But Aunt uh, Sue is saying she loves Charlie Robinson. Well, Charlie Robinson's a good guy. Oh, she oh, loves so the Dixie, Dixie chicks. Oh, huh. huh. Yeah. Huh. Anyhow, I'm going with New Year's Day by Charlie Robinson. Ghost went down Camino Espinosa Gonna get me a divorce, I'm gonna split with all my money to see that girl who loves a horse. It's New Year's Day here on the border, and it's always been this way. So that's uh, New Year's Day, Charlie Robinson. Solid song. I forgot how good that song was. It's great. I listen to it every year on New Year's Day. Yeah. Well, it's a good way to start out the year. Yeah. So Maybe I need to stop because it hasn't always worked out the best for me, but... Meh. Hadn't hurt you too bad so Hadn't far. had that many bad years. So yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you got? I'm bringing to you Pony Bradshaw, 10 by 10. Pony Bradshaw. Pony Bradshaw. Fascinating name. It, it really is. And he sounds a lot better than what you think when you... See that name, you're like, the hell am I listening to? Hmm. But pretty solid musician, I think. There's cracks in the walls in every room Sweating and bleeding just like a wound Just like a wound Put me in a ten by ten and let me sit 
so that's a that's a solid song. Pretty good song. Pony Bradshaw. Yeah. Recommend it up. They've got another good song. I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, so we'll uh we'll roll on. Do you have any um comments that you would like to make for the people? Well, I think we've had a pretty solid year. Um had some I pretty twenty twenty one has been a killer year for Mo Enterprises outside of dogs. Outside of dogs, it was a actually including dogs, it was unfortunately a killer of a year for dogs. Well, okay. So okay. I mean Figuratively and literally, it was it's a great year. We got yeah. the podcast going. We really appreciate y'all listening. Glad you're here. Yeah. Hopefully, you stick around on the on the ride. Yeah. You guys got any uh, comments, uh, critiques, anything you want to hear, any interviews you'd like to hear? Let us know. We'll uh, see if we can't line that up. Hop on the Facebook group. Hop Interact on Twitter. with Rex. Yeah. At least we got somebody on there that's He's getting lonely over there by himself. So it's I mean, sad. But we appreciate, we appreciate you. We love you, buddy. Thanks yeah. for thanks, thanks for thanks for sticking in there, Rex. You know he sent us some cool pictures. Yes, yes. We're gonna have to feature some of those on farming fuck ups here pretty soon, probably. So, um, and also, I've been curious. Let us know if you like the interviews or if you prefer just me and Royce up here bullshitting. Um, I think the interviews work really well for this time of year because uh, we're kind of running out of agronomic stuff. We ain't got that much to talk about. We can talk we, about fertilizer application all we want to, but it's it gets boring and repetitive. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's that's probably the way to go. But if you disagree, let us know, and then we'll still probably do what we want. But uh, naturally, that's what we do. But we'll we'll try not to say fuck you whenever we say fuck you and do what we want to do. Well, unless we don't like you, and then well, we may call you out. Yeah. So. I got a Christmas present. And it wasn't just coal? No. I'm impressed. This is from my wife. Oh, she has to be nice to me. <laughs> well, she's supposed to be nice to me. <laughs> like, she's say, supposed I've, to be nice I just to got me. back from a road trip with you two. I know how nice she actually is to you. Not very. But I still love her, and she got me this cool gift. So we've, we've got a new segment. It's called Whiskey Trivia. Oh boy. Okay. So Royce, what year was the Great Dublin Whiskey Fire? 1875, 1925, or 1975? 1875. Correct. In 1875, 1900 barrels of whiskey were set alight and 13 people were killed. Wow. You want me to ask you one now or is it just a one-sided game? We do one a week. One a week. Okay. One week. Next week you can ask me. Oh, okay. Oh, that'll work. And I'll just put this card on the bottom of the stack there. And... Yeah, no reason to shuffle it or we'll come back to it way too soon. Correct. All right. Well, guys, thanks for hanging in there for the few weeks we've done this podcast so far. We're up to 16 episodes, I believe. And you guys have a happy new year and hope it starts off good for you. Happy new year. Look for good things coming down the road. Oh, and enjoy Chris Terry. Enjoy. Okay, Chris, you got something special over there for us, don't you? <laughs> sure do. If you if you just want to rate it this time, <laughs> just give us the score. No, so um, on the old Forester eight seventy, uh, as I said before, I'm going to go Dave Portnoy, and I'm going to split this. I'm going to give it a six three. Okay. Um, we normally don't go tense like that, but I uh, yeah, he's guess we can I'll let, let him go. do what he wants. Hey man, guess do what they want. You know, uh, in Dave Portnor style, one sip, everybody knows the rules. Uh, 
I like it. I think it's a solid uh, bourbon to have in your lineup. I don't get a lot of flavor explosion out of it. Not um, a very complex bourbon. It's not hard, complex. It's hard a drinker, to pick anything not a out of it. Yeah. yeah. It is that, I will say it again, it's a drinker, not a thinker. I, I didn't argue with you the first time you said it. I'm not going to argue with you the well, fifth you time you said it. You kind of argue with the first time that I said it because you gave it a six and I gave it an eight. No, I didn't argue with you on it. I just, that's why I did what I did. No, I think if if it was one of those, if you're a person that just wants to come home, pull the cork out, pour a glass, and just something to take the edge off, I think that's it. Uh, said by a true accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's and true. And I think he was being lenient saying go home. I think most accountants keep that shit in their desk. <laughs> I know that's what I want to do when I've been I know, doing book work. I will I neither damn confirm well. nor deny. <laughs> I know damn if well. If I have a bottle within arm's reach in my office, <laughs> just in case my boss happens to stumble upon this, Dane, I do not. <laughs> have but, alcohol within an arm's reach in my office but we are also looking for sponsors if you want to be a sponsor we've got a spot for you hey bud we'll hook you up we'll get but you no, up to tens uh, of listeners no maybe me dozens. personally i could say maybe 20s at this point <laughs> we'll get you out to dozens <laughs> no me personally i like it it would something it's something that i would definitely spend money on oh, and, yeah. and keep in my cabinet for sure, for sure i would i would buy that one I didn't buy it the first time, so I can't say I would buy it again, but I would buy that bottle if um, I saw and, it. And again, uh, I like the 1920, the Prohibition style that I tried. It's like a 96 proof, 95 proof, something like that. Yeah, but somebody was too good to share with the class, so nobody was, else gets to taste it. I was at home, and my family was gone, so... Those say what you want. What would you have done, Royce? I try not to taste new whiskeys until I've shared them with the class, but that's just me. Well, see, I don't know. I, I got to back talls up on this because it was like, my family's gone. The bachelor in me comes back out. No I'm doubt. hundred like, percent. Next thing you know, three quarters of the bottle's gone. You're like, fuck around. Because here's how it goes is your family's out of town for however many days. It's just they you come and your back, dog hanging out. They say, what did you do? I was like, well, I... Not much, you know. I made me a this couple hot dogs of for dinner. You know, watch yeah. watch some movies that I can't watch when the kids are around. Yeah. But but in reality, like I'm like basically going out to the steakhouse. I'm ordering me a good strip, the way I like it. I'm drinking some booze because I can. Yeah, I'm living it up when my family's oh, yeah. out there. But. uh I'm not saying I do. I don't do that. I just you're just afraid to say you do that. No, I'm just saying I I just go back to the old makers. I don't. I tried to keep the new bourbons for the show. Well, is all I'm saying. Fuck me, right? Well, I would rather not. But way to yeah. take one for the podcast, Royce. I try. Yeah, you're just a bigger <laughs> man than me. I don't do so... much, but that is the one thing I do do. Well, let's do a farming fuck up. All right. All right. Chris, you want to describe to us what you see on the screen in front of you? Well, to be honest, for the listeners, uh, I giggled a little bit on the inside when I saw this because (laughs) (laughs) 
I see a piece of machinery at the edge of a field, green in color, with some blaze orange coming out the top of it. Literally blaze <laughs> orange. Yeah, that... Somebody had a bad day right there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're cutting. Maybe beans. Probably I'm guessing beans. beans, and they probably should have had that, uh, you know, that super tall French, uh, fan shroud that you never yeah. up the road has. They probably needed one of those. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. I'm guessing this is a deal that they were... Because obviously nobody is trying to put that fire out. It looks like it is. You might be able to get something done with it at this point, but they're obviously just stepping back, taking pictures of it. I'm gonna let the insurance deal with it. Because I mean, they don't even have the the side open. No, to try no, to put it. It's no. just let it burn. Kind of like Dad said when we still had that gleaner and he's cutting oil flowers that one year and it caught on fire twice. He said, "Shit." Should have just let it burn. Been the best thing I'd ever done is burn that combine to the ground. So, yeah. No, I'm guessing that's as old as that combine is. Somebody's tired of it. Or they can't find parts for it. Maybe both. Which is why we got rid of our 9600s. So, I'm not as astute on my farming equipment as y'all are, but uh, those 9600s, what year was that? The early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So she's well, got it's just the nineties because I mean, y'all's was that uh, that one was what like a 97, 96? Yeah, the the anniversary the season was a was a ninety seven. The one before that was a or the other one that we bought after that actually was a ninety three, ninety four yeah. somewhere in there. But I think they started making them in the eighties, like the late eighties, like eighty eight, eighty nine. I think uh, somebody can correct me on Facebook if I'm wrong, but but yeah, no, I mean they're and they're solid machines. We've, we ran them all the way up through wheat this year, but you just gotcha. you can't get parts for them anymore. One of those things. Yeah. Well, you can if you know the right antique dealers. Right antique dealers, or you want to ship straw walkers from Germany. <laughs> well, German this, engineering. <laughs> tell you, man, that's not just tractor parts, but I mean everything. Right oh, yeah. Now. And they know it, too. I mean, we had uh, our fuel island go down at our truck depot, and... You know, you start calling saying, hey, what is it going to take to fix it? And Well, they don't make the parts for that anymore. It's yeah. Like, okay. Nobody in the world makes that part. They're like, well, you probably get on eBay. And I'm like, no, we don't want to get on eBay. I was like, I need it fixed like tomorrow. So yeah. what is it going to take to get us running? He's like, well, we can order you a new tower, but it'll be probably at least a week. Okay. Okay, again, what do I have to do to make it work tomorrow? I said, find me one. Just find me one. So he called me back the next morning. I found you one. It's on a boat from Germany. I was like, well, when does that boat land? (laughs) I was like, will that boat land later today? He's like, no, it'll still be a week. (laughs) Luckily, it's coming from Germany, and it's not coming from Asia, because if it was going to the West Coast, you got a couple months waiting on it. but. So th- this is a nice segue here. So what all do y'all wh- in your trucking company? Like, are y'all doing van bodies, tankers? So we've got a little bit of a diversified fleet. Uh, primarily, we run a lot of belt floors. Okay. Uh, Makes sense over there. Yeah. You know, our main line of business is we haul basically feed commodities. So we pick up a lot of uh, ethanol byproduct and haul it to feed yards. Uh, we do have some liquid tankers that we haul liquid uh, supplement in. Uh, we've got a fleet of walking floor, stylish fan bodies, a few hoppers. Uh, 
Um, but so that's are primarily most, mostly all feed that you're hauling. Ninety percent, yes. We do have a little bit of construction stuff that we pick up mainly during the summer. It's dying off right now as you know road construction halts up. But right. But we do dabble in that a little bit. But primarily, uh, feed commodities is our okay our primary source. Are you having a hard time finding drivers? Everybody's having a hard time finding drivers. It is. It's the craziest thing I've seen since I've been there. Which, like I said, I've when I took that job, I had no transportation experience whatsoever. So it's been a a learning experience for me. But uh, yeah, we're just in. As Joe Rogan would say, we're in strange times. Right. That we are. Well, and I've noticed that in my business, too. I mean, shit, we can't keep drivers for anything. You know, we had a guy walk in the office the other day say, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so over here called and offered me a job. They're going to pay me 26 bucks an hour. I'm like, well, fucking yep. have fun with that. We didn't really like that guy anyway. But yeah, it was that, that was an easy out for us. But at the same time, it's like, hey, if you can make 26 bucks an hour over the, oh, I think he's paying like 16, 18 with us. It's yeah. Like, yeah. God bless you. Why, why are you telling me <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. Is there yeah. not a letter of resignation in your hand? Or? Well, I tell you, we uh, I spoke with a gentleman that, not to name names, but he works for a nationwide, basically, garbage company. And we had, they called us because they needed to haul some product to a landfill. And we said, okay. And somehow he got routed to me and I was visiting with him and he said, yeah. He said, uh, y'all, y'all having hiring problems. I said, uh, yeah, we sure are. He said, man, I feel it. He said, that's why we're reaching out, you know, to everyone we can hopefully make a deal with yeah. on this stuff because nationwide that company was short almost 1500 drivers. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he said normally on products on uh, situations like this, you know, we'd get drivers from the Dallas area. He's like, hell, even Austin area, come up here and do this. But he's like, we can't spare anybody from anywhere because we're so yeah. behind. And it's, so it's everything. I mean, fifteen that that should be a considerable percentage of their drivers, shouldn't it? I think they're big enough. I mean. I don't know what percentage it would be, but I mean, I'm mean, not saying like half, but I would think like I'd 10, say, 15 yeah, that's percent. what I was yeah. imagining was that 10, at least five to 10 number, if nothing else. Well, and the big thing that, you know, you're seeing is just like Taz was saying was, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, and props to them for keeping their head on a swivel. I mean, now's the prime time. If you don't like where you're living, don't like who you're working for. There's somebody somewhere hiring yeah. that you could, I mean, not everybody, but if, like I said, some of these truck drivers, single guy, don't like your current situation, you could probably go to a whole new state, throw a rock, and find somebody that will hire you to drive a truck. Oh, yeah. No, I, I believe you for sure, especially in the trucking industry, but I think that's just everything. Across the board, I, I think yeah. it's... Yeah, it's not just It's, it's hard industry. to find help. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's like I was talking to a guy in Panhandle the other day that, you know, he, he said, well, do you know anybody's looking for a job? And I'm like, well, what, what are you looking for? He's like, well, you know, used to, I just kind of put the word out to a couple of people and, you know, I'd have a drug addict or a convict or something like that show up. And, you know, they'd say they'd take the job, but then they wouldn't show up on Monday. He said, I don't, I don't get that shit anymore. It's just nobody wants a job. And he can't yeah. figure out why. And then, you know, he goes to Amarillo and there's homeless people fucking everywhere begging for money. And he's like, motherfucker... Used to, I would give them 
like 10, 20 bucks, you know, whatever I had in my pocket, I'd give him a little money to help him out. He's like, anymore, everybody is hiring and looking for help. I'm not yeah, even helping homeless anymore. No. Yeah, there's no excuse to not have a job right now. You yeah. know, maybe the guy in the wheelchair, maybe we, maybe we cut him some slack if he's missing his legs. But. Yeah, but even then, I mean. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> there should be something out there. And it's, I don't know, it's an odd time because aren't they calling this the great uh, resignation? Because so many people around our age are we're resigning. A bit past are that. we out of it now? I, I think. I, I've heard about it long enough. I mean, shit. Well, but I'm wondering how many of those are just swapping jobs. You know, they're resigning from one, but they're going to another opinion. one. Yeah, is, is yeah. it's not so many people they they like to put a spin on it, depending on what side of the fence you ride on. You know, they might say, "Oh, well, everybody's just quitting their jobs because government's giving free money." I was like, "No, I think it's now's the prime time to better yourself yeah. in whatever industry you're in." But on the other side of that, there's still a shitload of people that can't hire help. Yeah, because so you can't I think find there it. is some people that are just. I don't think it's as many people as what some people would make it out to be, but there's a lot of people just quitting their job. Yeah, staying at home. Yeah, and you know, you make it easy for them to do that. You know, there's shit. There's days sometimes I'm like, how do I get that? I mean, hey, if, if me? they're gonna pay me <laughs> what I make, <laughs> exactly. Fuck it, I'll stay home. Yeah. yeah, that's what I keep telling my wife. Or. I bet she's real happy about that, huh? I was going huh? to say, I was like, you know what? Maybe you need to get your business up and going. I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, that's what I told my wife today, too. And she laughed and said I'd have to talk to my father about that. It's like, <laughs> why? I don't I don't know. She she thought that I needed to have this discussion with my father about the farm and that I wasn't going to work for him anymore. But she also didn't think I'd be a good kept man either, which I get. Yeah. I get a little stir crazy when I stay at the house too long. Well, so here's the deal. You can't just be like a stay at home person. Cause I know I couldn't, I'm going to have to be a kept man. Like you got unlimited money in coming in <laughs> on the bank account. Like I can go hunt, I can go fish. Like I'm not just going to get bored sitting at the house. I need something to do. And all of my hobbies kind of expensive. I'm going to need a, that's my problem. Need a hanger and money to stock that hanger out at the airport. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have quite that expensive as a hobby, but, uh, you know, I like to hunt. I like to do a little fishing. I think you have that expensive of a hobby then. Yeah, it's, well, and like I said, you want to keep going on the shortage deal. I mean, try to find ammo. Yeah. yeah. You just got to be a better shot. Yeah, that's. Which is easy to say, like, with your big game animals. It's a little bit tougher you get into bird hunting because, well, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. shit, if you can shoot 15 birds, I mean, even if you only miss one out of your 15 bird limit, that's still 16 shells. That's a box. Yeah. Or most of a box. And it's. Well, that's why you got to know what days to order the ammo on as we found. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I can't even. I'm still on waiting list for a lot of stuff, but luckily I've got enough to get me through this season. And Yeah. Well, didn't you just take a trip somewhere, Chris? I did. Uh, I spent Thanksgiving at home, and the day after Thanksgiving, I rolled up to the northeast corner of Wyoming. Spent a couple days up there uh, chasing some does around. Uh, good experience. Never had been up in that part of the world. So what were you, what were you going after? Mule deer? Mule deer or whitetail. And I tell you, just kind of this, this trip kind of just fell into my lap. And so I didn't have a lot of prep time, but I got up there and called ahead 
to uh, the Department of Game and Fish, and I said, hey, I've got an opportunity on some private property here. Is there anything available for me to get a license for? And they said, well, you're pretty much going to be limited to whatever's left over, so probably doe tags. Okay. And I'm like, hey, I'll shoot some does. I don't care. Meets me, bitches. I'm not sexist. (laughs) So I get up there. female rights. Right. Equal opportunity killer. Exactly. So I get up there and hadn't really done any more research other than that. And I go into uh, the local Sinclair to get my tags. And I said, well, what's this going to run me? How many can I get? First of all. And she said, well, you're limited to four. I said, well, "Well, before you ring up four, tell me what they're going to cost me. 34 bucks a piece. Wow. I said, as an out of, and I said, no, granted, I said, take a step back there, lady. I said, now I'm a non-resident. She said, yeah, $34 plus $20 conservation tag. Can't beat that deal. I said, yeah. I said, well, shoot, ring me up for four of them things and we'll see how. And then I was kind of leery about it too, because I was like, you know, I haven't even seen the property yet. I don't know what kind of deer numbers there's going to be. I mean, this is, you know, coming from this part of the world. I tell you, I left that gas station, pulled off on the back roads and started driving up to these people's place. And there are deer everywhere. I mean, I'm surprised the limit's like they're not selling you 10 tags. I mean, you're crossing these mowed down grass fields with 50, 60 does in a group just sitting there staring at you going by. And I'm like, man, I hope I get to hope this place <laughs> not so much but nah, you go back through the back gate where... yeah yeah uh but no uh real pretty country like i said thanks to the state of wyoming for making it a cheap deal yeah but uh only ended up getting one doe had some opportunities on others but i mean there's just so many flipping deer i was kind of out of my element because i was sitting on top of a hill you know glass and i was like oh there's a big group of Doe sitting right over there at the edge of that tree line. I'm going to make my way over there. So you start sneaking over there. Well, then you stumble across two other groups that are tucked in below you that you never see. So they flare out and the whole countryside becomes alive of just yeah. running everywhere. And it's like, shoot amongst them. That's when you go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, that's the one unlucky soul that uh, I brought back. That was... Kind of how she did. It was a group, and she was the dumb one that looked back. And don't they say we don't need ARs to hunt with? It sounds like you need an AR to hunt with on this trip. If I'd have had an, I'll tell you what, I really <laughs> wish I'd have had was something with a tin can silencer on it because yeah, if you were in the right spot, you could just pick them off. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know. So you, you were hunting a rifle? You weren't using your hand cannon? No, I didn't want to take my hand cannon. Like I said, not knowing really a whole lot about the area of where I was going and how far I was going to have to reach out and this and that. Uh, I do have a couple pistols that'll reach out 300, but I hadn't practiced with them in a while. And they're, they're some of those that I hand load for. So I'm pretty conservative on that. You know, I've always wanted, well, recently I've decided I wanted a 454 Casul. It's one of my favorite calibers, but it still seems borderline irresponsible to try to shoot something <laughs> with a pistol at 300 yards. Well, mainly I, because, and I, I, I shouldn't put this out there, but like if you break into my house and I grab my pistol, you're probably fine. Yeah. Well, full disclosure here though. So my 454 Casol is in a revolver and it's scoped, uh, but I wouldn't 
reach out past a hundred with it. Okay. Is it uh freedom arms? It's a freedom arms. Uh, it's got a four power Leopold on it. Uh, back when, uh, my granddad and I used to go down a lot to South Texas with a bunch of his clients and buddies and we'd go hunt those game ranches. They drug me along and that's kind of how I got into the pistol hunting side of things. But, um, I think the longest shot that I've killed something with that was right at 95 yards. Okay. And I was comfortable doing it. I mean, yeah, but you know, like I said, open terrain. Yeah. I would have to bring out one of my contenders. You know, I've got a, oh, I thought about taking my 730 waters barrel. You know, I've got some hand loads for it that'll reach out 200 easy. Uh, my my big baby, the 375 JDJ, it'll reach out 300. <laughs> <laughs> but but on those little bitty white tail, there's not much meat left off. Of That's what I was going to say. Not going to have a whole lot left after that. And that thing, I think I did the math on it. Each time I pull the trigger on that, that's like almost taking a $5 bill and just lighting it on fire. Lighting it on fire. <laughs> but it's fun to do. But hey, you get half a white-tailed deer left. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a quarter maybe. <laughs> Hopefully you hit her in the front half and you've got that hind quarter left. Well, I mean, we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but. The, that's what we do, Chris. <laughs> that's, I thought you said you were an avid listener. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, one of the gentlemen that, used to come hunting with this uh name's blackie sleva he's from ohio and uh he's good friends with jd jones uh, and for listeners who don't know who jd jones is he's one of these tinkers that likes to build really big off the wall wildcat cartridges that's where okay. my 375 jdj comes from jd jones I'm, I'm glad you went ahead and said that because i didn't have any idea what you were talking yeah. about so you're and you're so, not just helping the listeners yeah. you're so, helping the host at this point <laughs> jd likes to invent these weird wildcat rounds like so for instance my 375 jdj all it is is a triple four marlin neck down to you know 30 caliber bullet basically. okay a less successful roy weatherby pretty much yeah, yeah. But it's fun to shoot out of a hand cannon. Like I said, when you got a 14-inch barrel, you know, and a bullet this damn big, it's like, all right, I'll do it. I, I'm telling you, I want to get a Freedom Arms 454 Casilla, carry it in a shoulder holster all the yeah. time. You know, it's... I mean, I might have a... I hope might you lean do. to one side, but... It's a fun round. And the, the weird thing when you start getting in those Wildcats is, uh, you know, is it doing much more than a standard 45 long colt? Yes. A little bit. But you feel a lot cooler. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, oh, you just shot it with a forty-five. Do you want a bullet the size of your pinky or the size of your thumb? Depends on what you're hunting. But but no, the four fifty four console, it's great round. But yeah, it's like whenever I used to shoot uh, prairie dogs with my thirty thirty and it just kind of vaporized them. Well, I thought it kind of vaporized them, and then I started hitting them with my two fifty seven Weatherby. And it's like, well, there ain't nothing left. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot smaller bullet, but fucking hell, it's moving. <laughs> Blackie would bring down some of those experimental rounds that J.D. was working on of those game ranches, and J.D. was footing the bill, you know, basically because a lot of these things, some of these rounds, you know, major manufacturers don't create bullets. Yeah, I was going to ask, are they, uh, are you, is he making custom uh, shells, custom brass for them too? Or? Yeah, J.D., uh, he would spin a lot of his own bullets. Okay. You know. 
different weights and sizes, shapes, and then he would send Blackie down there, and he's like, yeah, go shoot some animals with these and let me know how each bullet performs in this. So Blackie'd go down there and just shoot a bunch of does and stuff, and it was always fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. You know, you know, he we'd be down there bouncing around those rounds. He's like, all right, let's find one broadside at 75 yards. And you tinker around long enough, he'd find one. Blackie'd get out and just smoke that thing. <laughs> You know, and then he'd run out there, you know, and he'd pick that thing up. And I mean, you just see some of these little white tail does and psycho does just split in half with some of these big damn bullets. Really? The the funnest one to kind of, if you're like into the gore, is uh, the Texas heart shot. Yep. Blackie, <laughs> Blackie'd always have to give give one with the Texas heart shot. And, y'all, y'all want to describe what the Texas heart shot is? I know what it actually know what this one is, but some of the listeners may not. The easiest way to get to the heart with no bone resistance is through the asshole. Yep. I hadn't heard it described like that, but that I wanted to give a little justification, not that just a bunch of perverts down here wanting to shoot antelopes in the asshole. I'm glad I'm glad you did it like you did, but And like I said, I don't know how it came up with the Texas heart shot. You can do that heart shot in any state, but for some reason we got labeled with it. But uh that was always fun to kind of see some of those big, big damn bullets rip through the back end of one. And it, one of these days, if y'all are at the house, I'll try to pull out the picture. I took a picture of one because he shot one, uh, probably about 50 yards. And I mean, sh- her nose hit the dirt. And when I walked up there to her, her back legs, you ever see those like Asian, uh, contortionists like in vegas where they put their this is taking a weird turn shoulders that was kind of how this doe was but not by choice oh boy it it literally split her uh, spine and put her back legs up around her front shoulders They they were now her front legs yeah so but uh but yeah that's i tried to avoid that when i was up at wyoming i'd I took my .30-06, and then I took uh, a new gun I've actually got for the girls, a uh, little two fifty seven Roberts I was going to try to test out. But uh, but the day I jumped those, that one group, I had my .30-06, and it, luckily it didn't tear up too much. Got a high, oh, high look, long shot. It looked like a pretty good shot on the picture you sent us, because you were on your hunting trip the same time we were. That's on right. ours, which I think yeah. will actually come out after this one. We talk about it in the Probably. next episode. Yeah, but yeah, it uh, it worked out. And like I said, the the people I was with, super nice people. They only had about a thousand acres, but probably one of the coolest pieces of private property I've ever been on. Oh really? Oh yeah, beautiful place. Uh, had a couple big ponds right in the middle of it. Some flat grassy area. So were you? Was it mountainous, hilly? It's mainly hilly. Okay. I mean, it's weird you get up there in the elevation. I think sitting in their driveway, I was at like 3,000 feet. Which high- is about what you are here, though. Yeah. It is crazy because you think, you know, you're driving up to the mountains. Well, yeah, yeah it's about 3,000 feet. And the highest point, I mean, I walked all over that place. Um, I think I got to about right under 4,200 feet. Okay. But just a lot of hills yeah, in there. Not much then. Yeah. Had some oak, oak and, uh, Maple Meadows on part of it, you know, um, some canyon looking stuff. I, I did jump a big group of mule deer. Saw a really nice young uh, six point. 
mule deer. You know, uh, I was talking to the gentleman that owned the place, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I think I've seen that one. He'll he'll make a nice deer if uh, no none of my nephews or nieces get trigger happy when they're out here. So, yeah. But uh, but no, good good time. Uh, hung around up there for a few days. Uh, started headed back. Went over. And- I'm glad you had a good time up there since you missed our supposedly friend hunt that we have down here. I know I've missed. It's it for- no, it's me and Royce and Parker family. So who, yeah, I was gonna say. So who all went this year? So it was y'all well, two. Well, we had Trevor and and, and then Danny and Parker went. Danny Parker and now, Parker's cousin. There was another guy. Oh, Ruger. that, that his Parker's cousin, cousin in the yeah. Marine Corps. <clears throat> was in the Marine Corps. Okay, he just, so he he just, just got recently out. got out. Okay. Last year when he went with us, he was still in the Marine Corps. But. See, that's what I was, I was thinking last year. Yeah. Um, Parker was telling me that he was on leave or something and yeah. was able to go. So, so no, that, that's good. Thank yeah. you. So here we are Thank trying to for do good things and, you know, take veterans hunting. And hey. you're just out for yourself going to Wyoming, what, shooting mule deer. What did he decide? He was a drunk, homeless, disabled. Drunk, homeless, <laughs> crazy disabled veteran i think there were a couple more on that but that's all we can think of right now so reuter thinking of you i hope you're listening to the podcast <laughs> no and like, that is not meant in a disrespectful manner at all oh no no just so everybody knows we are very pro veteran active service appreciate your service yes but. that we do but you just have to meet Ruder. But to we know will him damn sure talk shit him. on that snickerdoodle stealing fucking Ruger. Snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle <laughs> stealing some bitch. So did Michelle make snickerdoodles up there? Or did somebody take snickerdoodles? No, he stole, stole last year. He stole all of Michelle's snickerdoodles before even Parker got any. Because Parker was up here with his wife's family, and oh. Ruger was down there. And so Michelle made snickerdoodles, and so they saved him a bag, and Ruger fucking ate them. <laughs> all of them. So nobody last year got any snickerdoodles. Yeah, because no we were all supposed to get some snickerdoodles. <clears throat> Damn. And talking about how benevolent Parker is, he gave the last of his snickerdoodles this year to to Ruder. And so I think, I think that ought to be mentioned because that is, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have, and he made the excuse that they weren't still fresh and soft and warm and all that. But a crispy snickerdoodle still beats. You know, it's no kind of hard to beat. I'm gonna like say any cookie, even a dry snickerdoodle in the morning cookie. with a, with your coffee. That's kind of hard to beat. Man, I used to love. I would go to, uh, I think it was United and Dumas that had a snickerdoodle blend of coffee. That's right, United. I wonder if they still do. I don't know. I haven't been in there. Was it the United brand or was it that Ariba uh, Texas coffee? Uh, I think uh, this whatever was they sold at United Express and Dumas, like in the little gas station. Well, no, because they sell a Snickerdoodle blend like in United that you can get ground up, and it's not bad. Like for Christmas, I like it. Other than that, it's a little sweet for I'm me. I'm not big on flavored coffees, and generally speaking, you get something like that, you're gonna have to throw a little little pinch of sugar in it just yeah. because. Yeah. You can't get the flavors if you don't add a little sweet. Yeah. That's like Dirty Duck with their Missouri Boat Ride. Have y'all had that? I have not. I've been wanting to try that one. It's like coconut and something. Oh, really? Oh, God damn, it's good. But you got to put sugar in it. And so. And I don't know. I don't know what coffee we were drinking when we were on our hunting trip down at Stanfield. That was the HV. That's what I've got five pounds in my. I've actually got. You stocked up on that shit, didn't you? Well. I'll buy some of that for I you. I had a screw up with an order and I had five oh. pounds 
And then I, I tried to change my subscription because I realized that five pounds of coffee was more than I was really thinking it was. And so I went to change it to do every two months instead oh, of gotcha. every month. And so they took that to mean that I wanted this month and then stretch it to every two months. And then they kind of screwed up and sent me an extra bag. And I called them and they're like, oh, no, you're good. We, we won't charge for it. It's like, that, that's our bad. So I've got a lot I was going to say, if you, if you paid for it, I'll, I'll buy part of that. I don't, I might because that was, <laughs> that was, that is, I've got to say, they're not a sponsor. Just shameless plug here. Dirty Duck Coffee. That's well, good. It's and good that coffee. is a high caffeine blend. So I don't know if that's something really in your wheelhouse. I don't know. I, I drank a couple cups of it this weekend. I like the high, the high voltage stuff. The high velocity is good. Is it? it yeah. It's, it, it was, it was we get tasty. done here, stop by the house. I'll, I'll give you a can. Yeah. No, it's it, tasty stuff. No, I liked uh, when they first came out that Missouri boat ride. I love their marketing because I wanted to buy it just because it had Josie Wells on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've got a couple of those stickers because, you know, there was a point in time, and I think they still do, to where whenever you buy coffee, they send you a sticker. And so I've got like a bunch of Dirty Duck coffee stickers. And I think I got one of the boat ride stickers. Okay. Because I ordered, they have one called like a full bag limit or something like that. And they give you a small bag. Of everything they've got, like you get the boat ride, the high velocity, okay. you know, all. They should throw in stickers. I mean, I mean, it's don't just y'all think it's marketing. funny? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is good marketing. And like I said, if you got a quality product, but you know, like sometimes, like when I buy, like when I blow my budget on hunting gear that I yeah. probably don't really need, but I buy it anyways, and they throw in a sticker. It just makes it even, I, even I'm better. I'm happier with some of the stickers than I am with the actual product. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the A5 sticker you get whenever you buy an A5. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Or another I think it says that, like Hell or High Water A5, something like that. I, I think you're right, yeah. That's a cool sticker. Well, and uh, the last one I got that I really liked was Dive Bomb. I bought uh, I bought some of their, uh, their floating gun case and some of their waterproof bags yeah. for my mm-hmm. duck hunting. Threw in a handful of stickers, and I was like, sweet. Yeah, I was looking at that gun case, because one of our guides had it on our hunting trip, and I mean, that looks like an impressive fucking gun case. So I didn't uh, see that. It's uh, Andy had it in the back of his pickup okay. whenever he was driving us back to our pickup. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I, I bought that, and I bought their um, blind why we, bag. Why are we plugging all these people? I don't, I don't know. know. I was, I'm I was going to plug another one just because of the stickers. Fucking which cut is, this bullshit out. The... Uh, oh, the the veteran-owned coffee company. Got my oh, Black Rifle? Black, Black, Black Rifle. Rifle. They've got yeah. some good coffee. Well, I was thinking their Christmas blend is... The Christmas blend right now is delightful. Blend. Oh, it's delightful. You know, I, I since we're talking about coffee here, I will say, there was, you remember that day that me, you, Brent, and I think Watson went pheasant hunting over here? Mm-hmm. And you showed up? I don't remember that day, but there's a reason for here. that. You were at TCU. Yeah, thank God. We took a lot of really long walks with our guns, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. As like Royce was there, <laughs> apparently I was there in spirit. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, I'm, I'm you're sitting on my couch while I was finishing, you know, packing up my stuff, getting ready, and I was like, "What the fuck is that smell? Oh, it's my coffee. What is it? It's hazelnut." Yep, you're drinking hazelnut coffee. It's fucking delicious. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm confident <laughs> in my masculinity. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, if I find a product that I like, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I drank a lot of hazelnut coffee after that because it smelled great. Well, that was kind of the deal with that uh, Black Rifle Christmas blend. 
we were still cutting Milo that year, and I had it up by a blower in my pickup, and we were driving to the field, and Brandon was like, what is that? It's my coffee. It smells sweet. Actually, smells delicious. He said, it is. It's Christmas blend, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, the one I like, and I bought it on a whim from Black Rifle, was their Instant. Really? A uh, year before last, uh, when I was heading up to Colorado, you know, I backpack in a lot, and so instant coffee is oh, just yeah. a must. And I usually just buy, like, the cheap $5 box of Folgers. But, you know, I I like Black Rifle. I like what they do. They make hilarious marketing oh yeah oh it's great that's how they got me yeah but uh anyways they had i don't know if they still make them anymore but they had just little individual sized uh yeah it came in like dried coffee came Uh, in like a packet yeah and that shit was awesome oh i believe it there were very few i had there wasn't anything i didn't really like from black rifle there were just some that i liked way more than others yeah and i was a very loyal black rifle customer until i learned about dirty duck and i think it tastes better so yeah no i I would say the one i had it's up there at least with black rifle but yeah i kind of quit drinking coffee for a while but i think i'm fixing to start drinking it. i probably should but i'm probably not going to oh i don't blame you i can't do it man i just started doing my staff make fun of me they're like are you like is there a time of day you don't drink coffee and i was like Maybe five minutes before I go to bed. Whenever, <laughs> maybe. Whenever I was still in the office at, at the bad company. Um, <laughs> the, which bad company? The first bad company? No, the only bad company. Oh, the, uh, uh, the bad company. The bad company. Yeah. The other one was fine. I just, just didn't pay very good. Um, Not anyway. the cheap company, the bad company. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would make coffee all day long. And, you know, it worked out really well because we had a, uh, you know, like an industrial coffee maker. Oh, yeah. And so. And, was it a bun? Yeah, it was a bun. Oh, yeah. Can't, oh, those are go good with coffee makers. And it made good coffee. And so it was to the point to where maybe not in the summertime because you get hot. Then I would take my jug of iced coffee in there. Yeah. Or cold brew coffee. But I drank coffee all fucking day. And there was one other guy that he's like, I'm glad that you are the way you are because I have always thought that a cup of coffee in the afternoon would be a good idea, but nobody else wanted any. So I never made it. And you make cold brew coffee. That stuff is just delicious. Hell, I love cold brew coffee. Yeah. That's the only way to drink coffee in the summer. I can't drink even in the mornings when it's hot. Going to be 110 degrees. See, I can't start off with a hot drink. I'm the, I'm the opposite on that. I, uh, I don't mind hot coffee. If it's 110 outside. Yeah, but you're sitting in an office. I mean, even back when I was building fence. Really? I don't. I can do it, but there is certain tasks, which I don't drink my coffee hot anyway. I always put ice in it. You know, just three, four cubes. It's got to be drinkable. Yeah. Like, I don't sip coffee. I drink the shit. Right. So, I think that's where I get better off than a lot of people do. No, it's it's hard to beat us. I don't like I said. I like cold brew. The only thing, like I said, I have gone away from some of the flavored coffees, Tyler. Just so you know, I don't <laughs> don't do the hazelnut so much anymore. It's, it's kind of like I said with the bourbons. You know, after a while, you just kind of like you. After we had that so long much, talk about uh, gun calibers and everything, all the cool stuff that Chris is doing with his guns, I feel like he just had to try and retrieve his man card with the flavored <laughs> coffees yeah. there. 
Hey, I'm not a I'm not opposed to flavored coffees. I just thought it was strange because you know here we are doing like the manliest thing you can do, going out to shoot stuff. And there's Chris sitting on my couch, just sipping his hazelnut coffee. Like, what's up, bitch? My, <laughs> I know who I am. My He's macchiato. confident. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed my macchiato. Which, uh, <laughs> you spilled my macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, like I said, I'm at this point. I'm at the point in my life. You know, I'm finally. You know, got a nice job. I make decent money. Wife, two kids. Pretty much don't give a fuck what everybody thinks anymore. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, li- life's pretty peachy king for me. So, uh, yeah, I like what I like. And well, I'm glad yeah. you're doing so goddamn good, Chris. Well, thank you. There's a lot of people out there struggling. Uh, I get it. I Just don't... rub it in their face. I was gonna say, rub rub a little salt in that wound, Chris. You know what? Uh, I hear we're I, trending I, with the homeless folk. I, <laughs> Well, I bet this motherfucker in the Philippines is going to be you know what? real you know, fucking excited to hear that Chris enjoys his flavored coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and what was what was the other country we're in? So just just so you know, we are now trending in. Uh, By oh trending, shit. he means we have less than one percent of our listeners are in Norway, we got Germany, one in Norway, and- one in the Philippines, one in Germany. Hey, we're up to 2% well, hey. in Germany, so yeah. well, what? We're up to 2% yeah. in Germany? That's like half a person now. I'm wondering hey. if they just got more people in Germany or if the Canadians backed off because Canada has been at 7% since we started. I think we got the one. And now they're at 6%. Well, that's because you got Canada up in Canada. Well, hopefully, we've got Canada hopefully and his Italian. wife. Okay. Yeah. Word on the street, she's a listener. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Celine, but... Uh, <laughs> Here yeah, we are. I, uh, I've plugged y'all with a couple of our drivers one day. I happened to be down at the shop, and, you know, drivers got nothing else to do except drive all damn day. Oh, yeah. Might, Might as well, well listen to something. One of them was fixing his uh, – he was on his phone, filling with his earbuds, getting ready to get back in the truck. And I said, hey, what are you listening to? And he said, oh, I've just been listening to some podcasts. I said, oh, have I got <laughs> something for you. Do <laughs> you want to kill time? Because that's – all you're gonna do with this and podcast, I, and I haven't hey, seen him. Hey. I haven't seen him since. But when I do, I'll ask him. I say, "Hey, do you ever listen to that?" I was about to say, "You know, podcast helps hard to find, right?" Right. <laughs> yes, it he, is. He doesn't chase that one off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 